0: We've got a little bit of setup that we're gonna do behind me. And while that's going on, I wanna tell you a little bit about why on earth are we talking about bearing false witness against our neighbor while we hear from the Appalachia Service Project team. Uh, If you've been following along with our Ten Commandments sermon series, you'd know that the next commandment in line, we've done four so far, the next commandment would be honor your father and your mother. But we've decided to skip around a little bit, in part because when we hear about the work that's going on, especially when we hear about helping those who may be less fortunate than we are, we can believe certain stories that may not be true about how people got to a point where they might need assistance. We can believe certain things that are not very complicated about their stories. And when we do that, we are bearing false witness. So instead of doing that, we're gonna actually hear from the Appalachia service team who had a chance to interact with folks who who needed some assistance, who needed some help. And they're gonna share some stories with you, both about them, both uh, about the work that they did and about the God who motivated them to go. You've heard a couple things already in worship today from the the prelude. Um, The choir sang about telling everyone what God has done. And this is how we avoid bearing false witness if we're able to tell what God has done. So let me pray for us and then you'll hear from this awesome team. Would you join me in prayer? Gracious God, we thank you for these commandments. We thank you for the clarity of purpose they give us. Bless us as we hear from this team that we were able to send, this team that was able to go, and help them to be able to bear true witness, bear witness of the work you are doing through them. So in your name we pray. Amen. Thank
1: you, Pastor Joel. So I think the first question that needs to be asked, because we can hear you. I know, it's on. I'm just waiting for the back. There we go. Good morning. The first question that needs to be asked because we didn't find out until just a couple days before our trip was what was each crew assigned to do? What, was, what were the work projects that um, that we were going to Appalachia to do? So.
2: All right, so on my crew, um, we were split into two crews of a six each. So uh, my crew was me, Kate, my dad, Eva, Ohawa, and Henry. And um, so our project was, uh, we went to this woman's house where um, the underpinning of it was like this really old tin. So what we did was we replaced all of that tin with brand new stuff, but we also installed a brand new access door to make it easier for it to access the crawl space under the house. But uh, we actually got that project done um, about halfway through. So we went to help another team whose project was sort of the same thing with replacing the underpinning, but there was a lot more work that needed to be done with building a structure for it and pulling stuff out. So our crew, Shrieking uh we had me,
3: Sam, uh, Wyatt, <laughs> Pastor Susan, Ed, and Nicole. Uh, so we went to this lady's house named Donna. She was a really sweet lady. Uh, So, what we had to do is we did trimming around the ceiling, we repainted some of the walls, and laying some floor down, some complications along the way, but we got through it. (laughs) Uh, We found solutions, but overall it was a fun experience.
4: So it was a very new and just kind of eye-opening experience because I've, I've never worked on floor before. That was my first time. It was also my first time using a lot of those tools. It was a pretty challenging new experience, but it was fun to work with my crew and figure out solutions to very unexpected but very complicated problems.
5: Um, so for me, it was uh, a little bit different than um, some of the other groups uh, did, but we worked with tin a lot. Um, one of the cool experiences was cutting tin with uh electrical tools, um, snipping the tin out, cutting the tin, getting the dimensions, and you know drilling the tin back into the wall. That was very enjoyable uh really really <laughs> really cool experience for me. Um, uh I get to add that to my bucket list of things to do uh, <laughs> but uh yeah. Okay, so for me personally, my new experiences was like using different power tools. Uh, For me, I'm familiar with helping my dad at his garage and like using car tools and such, but working on houses was like a new area. So that was fun to, uh, I guess, explore into, and yeah. Hi, I'm Wyatt. I was with Nicole and Pastor Susan's group. My favorite part is when I got to drill down the the extension floor like there were these wooden planks that we had to mathematically resize to fit the shape of the floor like using a drill board outside in the yard and then we had to bring them back and I had to drill them in using many nails to make sure that they didn't warp and they stayed put on the floor. I don't know why, but that was my favorite part and a lot of my other group called me out for it and they called me the drill master. <laughs> I don't know, I, I, felt, I felt a lot of pride for that and I also liked painting the walls. I don't know, that, that just I didn't do it that much, I just liked doing it because who doesn't? Tom, Tom Sawyer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so our next question is what are some moments when you felt uncomfortable and how did you act on the discomfort? And I'm actually going to start by answering this a little bit. One of the uncomfortable moments for me was crawling under a house, which I had never done before, um, and holding things in place. At one point I was holding up these, um, cement stairs that the wonderful dean said, oh, this is probably about 150 pounds. And I wasn't holding it. I mean, look at me. Um, but I was I was propping it up. And I was like, this is like a permanent like squat uncomfortableness. Um, and so through that, it was really helpful that um, Liam was there. And we would just take turns while we were waiting for the underpinning to get put up. Because I could not stand there for 30 to 45 minutes holding it up. Um, So I'll ask again, and Eva, you can start, what were some moments when you felt uncomfortable and how did you act on the discomfort?
6: Um, I'm trying to think of an uncomfortable one right now, at least. It was pretty uncomfortable when I first got to our next work site, because I'm like, who are these people? What do they know? I don't know anything about them other than they had problems earlier. So it was just pretty weird because I'm like, I don't know them, what's going to happen? I didn't know a thing about this work site. The way I acted through it was I tried to get to know them a little bit. I focused on my work and tried to figure out what's going on, just try to figure out what was happening basically.
4: I think one of the most uncomfortable moments I had had on that trip was day three. We were figuring out what to do with the flooring situation. And so Pastor Susan and Nicole, blessed them, went in for the first hour and just bleached the floor and made sure we were all safe. We were not. (laughs) It was, it was pretty bad. There was a lot of mold. And so we ended up having to completely scrap our first project and take on this new project of putting two layers of protective covering and then a new subflooring onto their house just to make sure, because she had breathing problems and we didn't want to let that mold make it any worse. And it was just, it was really rough trying to deal with that situation. And I think we handled it the best we could. We ended up getting the new materials. We put everything up and we finished our earlier project, the ceiling trim and the new flooring project. And so we were pretty happy with that outcome.
7: Thanks guys. Our next question is, what were some moments when you felt God present with us?
3: (laughs) You would?
5: Um, well, although this did happen on the trip, I, I don't think it's, it happened while I was working. Um, near the end of the trip, I started to feel unwell. Uh, I had around 105 degree fever. We thought it was a, um, a heat stroke, but it probably was just the flu. However, I was not feeling the best. And um, as, as I was coming down with this uh, flu or fever, um, everybody, you know, everybody was helping me. Everybody was getting me fluids, drinks, helping me move my bed, you know. Um, so I just felt like God was present there because everybody was there to help me. And it just was really like heartwarming. So I, uh, I appreciate that from everybody. So I just want to thank you guys. And uh, yeah, you want to say something?
3: <laughs> Uh, For me, I feel like I saw God's presence in uh, Donna's face when... uh, So we put up the first uh, trim around the ceiling and just seeing her face light up of like how beautiful it was and seeing this work that we've done to help her just, I feel like, made my day a lot better, too, because to be able to do this for somebody who probably wasn't ever going to get it done without our help was just another experience.
6: My most relevant God moment was when our first homeowner made us lunch. so she sat down with us, she made us this delicious meal with like uh, cooked chicken and like barbecue sauce and personally I did not have it <laughs> but it was delicious. but everyone says it was really really good. and then she comes out with all these different courses, and it was the most delicious mashed potatoes I've ever had in my <laughs> life.
8: No offense.
6: No, offense. <laughs> no offense. And then we sat down and we talked about like everything, and we found out that she's a really smart woman. She has multiple degrees in art, nursing, psychiatrics, So she's a really smart woman, and we found all these different things about her beliefs, and it was really, really my probably favorite God moment with us. Okay, so our next
1: question is, how did it feel to serve?
5: It felt great. (laughs) I really enjoyed helping people, but it was very costly for me because actually, after the trip, I developed three major rashes on my body, so, but I'm glad that I can help people, and yeah. Well,
2: in in all honesty, it did feel uh, pretty hot to serve there. It was pretty hot in Tennessee that week, Um, but no, really, it did feel great to help, because like, um, our group was able to like, cultivate a great relationship with both the homeowners that we worked with. And it was like, so great to just see how happy and grateful they were for all the work that we had done. And like, it was just so nice to be able to build that connection and realize that like, we've done something that will help them out so much. And it was just like this amazing feeling.
3: For me, it was an awesome experience. Uh, love to do it again. Uh, I want Kate to be on my team this time so she could see me using power tools, which she would absolutely hate.
1: (laughs) They stressed me out (laughs) that one of their goals this week was to give me an aneurysm, which luckily did not happen, but it was stressful for a while.
3: Yeah, so uh, I'd say just being able to use things I've never used before or have used like once or twice was amazing.
7: So, any final highlights from the trip that you'd like to share?
9: So we our first job site as these guys have said we wrapped up around Wednesday at 1230 after we had had the lunch from our very gracious host and and got a chance to visit with her but for me the most special moment was you know we 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 got there Monday morning. We were crawling around in the mud. We didn't really know what we were going to do. It took us a while to get our supplies. We were you know we were struggling with with what we were going to do. But finally things came together Tuesday afternoon, Wednesday we got done. And I'm driving the the van, which by the way I do want to thank First Presbyterian out of Johnson City, let us borrow their 15 passenger van, which. Um, God bless them because we, <laughs> we, we, we put that vehicle through a lot of trials and tribulations, so uh, greatly, yeah, they put us through it too, but um, so I do wanna recognize First Presbyterian. But um, you know, we got into the van after we had cleaned up and we had had a prayer with, uh, with Miss Debbie and um, just on this special moment with her and her granddaughter and I got into the vehicle and I'm driving and I look in the rear view mirror and I can see the five faces of our team just beaming with the pride of what they had been able to accomplish. And we've got some pictures and Henry actually did a great job capturing some video of it. So, you know, as someone who does projects around the home and, and, and realizes that satisfaction to see that look in their faces and the pride, um, knowing that we had done something special and finished it up and it looked really good when we were done too. So Um, That was a special moment for me. I'm glad that everyone got to share that together. I know the other crew struggled a little bit, but they still were able to walk away with that same sense of satisfaction. So that, to me, was what the value was in this project, was um, facing a challenge, working our way through it as a team, and and overcoming that adversity, and that was very special.
8: Yeah, I just want to, first of all, thank those of you who donated and contributed to this trip. Without you, it would not have been possible, so thank you very much. Uh, Secondly, I just want to say that I have been involved in a couple of youth groups and other churches. I could not be any more prouder of these kids, these young adults, sorry, not kids, young adults, (laughs) who came in and stepped up uh, especially on our crew, the adults on our crew realized that the the young adults were smarter than us, so we we put them in charge. Uh, especially Sam and Stephen working together just to work out the layout of how to get the flooring in there. Wyatt was it uh, was also again the drill master, so um, we appreciate all the hard work. But I these young people just did an excellent job and i am grateful to have been a part of this i thank you for allowing this overgrown kid to be a part of this uh experience and i hope we get to do it next year i hope we get to i hope this gets to be a yearly thing and that we can have other youth involved uh, from the church to do this so again thank you all for your support
10: and i was just grateful that our family was able to participate you know, have been looking for opportunities to get involved and I just love that Sunnyside, uh, uh, you know, made this happen and I'm just grateful that our family was able to be a part of it. I also think that one of the great things that I had on the trip was meeting the other churches from around around the country. We had people from St. Louis, Missouri, uh, Wilmington, North Carolina, uh, New Jersey, uh, Georgia, and it was so great to meet the other adults and other children. Um, from different churches, different denominations, but all come together and kind of have this fellowship, not just with our group, but with other uh, people across the country. That was really beautiful to me, and I really have made some friendships and relationships with other, other uh, groups, and I think that that was very special for me.
1: Are there any last comments that you would like to share with the congregation?
2: Uh, Shout out to our bus driver, Ricardo. He's
0: awesome.
2: Just want to make sure we say that because he was so amazing at getting us from point A to point B and especially getting us in before the rain yesterday. That was so helpful in terms of unloading.
1: All right, well, again, we just wanted to say thank you, Sunnyside, for giving us this opportunity, and thank you to all of the youth and adults that came on this trip. I am beyond proud of the work that you've done and who you are and your faith formation, and I'm so glad that we were able to do this this year. So thank you so much.
7: You take a seat. I also just want to add as we have been studying the Ten Commandments, in today's commandment, do not bear false witness. This group in this week had the opportunity to go and bear witness. Right? We were able to make connections across economic disparity, across health differences, cultural differences, and in that process of reaching out and making these connections, they bore witness to our God who comes to us who loves us in spite of our messiness, who accepts us no matter where we are, and who fills us with grace and compassion. So you modeled that this week. And I, and I hope you sensed God in that process who filled us and took us out into the world. So thank you all for your support. We had a great week. Thank you, team. Amen.